the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Randy Corcoran program on this December 16th, 2023. And yes, it's Matt Dunn in guest hosting the Backbone Radio Guy. Be back in here, uh, let's shall we say, tomorrow, Sunday from 4 to 7 p.m., and I will be adding a few exclamation points and dialing in a few points and grabbing up any new stuff that comes in before tomorrow's program. Now, Trump in New Hampshire today. By the way, off to the phones in just a moment, Tito. I wanted to just set up this this topic. Trump in New Hampshire, they estimated five to 6,000 people at this rally in tiny little New Hampshire. And that adds up more people at the Trump rally than uh, all of DeSantis, Nikki Haley events combined over the past, what, few months <laughs> in Iowa and New Hampshire? We're 11 months out, and the crowd was wild chanting, USA, USA. Oh, it's going to happen. Trump leading in all of the polls for the primary, leading in all of the polls for the general against Biden. Things are setting up very nicely. The people are seeing through the hoaxes. Just so you get a little bit here. Crooked Joe puts China first. He puts Asia first, Ukraine first, illegal aliens first, environmental maniacs first. He puts everyone first, but he puts America last. He puts New Hampshire last. He puts our workers last. He puts our farmers last. He puts everything that's good. He puts it last. And I put New Hampshire first. And I put America first every single time. Crowd loving it. Feeling it. This is the mood of America. There's the USA chant. You love hearing that. And, you know, do you want more wars under whatever the Democrat is in power? Biden gets in. How many wars do we suddenly have to deal with? Trump was in. No wars, you know. And I was the only president in decades who didn't start a war. Instead, I got us out of wars and endless wars. And You want more endless wars? Yeah, well, Biden is your guy. Gavin Newsom is your guy. Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis. Yeah, you could go for them if you want. If you like this war thing, if you just go for that. How do you like the open border business? On my first day back in the White House, I will terminate every open borders policy of the Biden administration, stop the invasion of our southern border, and begin the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. Talking deportation. Yeah, going back to what Dwight David Eisenhower did as president. At that time, they called it Operation Wetback. Has been done. How many terrorists do you think we need coming over our border every day in this country? The deportation concept, I think that's going to resonate. It's not just a wall this time. It's a, it's a catapult. 
What do you think of that, ladies and gentlemen? Again, huge crowds. I've got a few more clips. I will save those. Should Nikki Haley be the VP? Oh, no way. We'll talk about that in a bit here. Let's say hey to Aaron in Denver. Aaron, welcome. Glad you're on board, sir. Hey, how you doing there, man? How you doing? Doing, doing all right. Rocking on along. Well, you know, first of all, Trump is the true outsider. That's why he's the threat. I mean, he didn't become a community organizer, didn't run for dog catcher, didn't run for school board, no state office, didn't run for mayor, didn't run for governor, didn't have to go up the career politician food chain and declare that I am qualified to be president of the United States. That's all a bunch of BS, pile of rhino, donkey, dark side, donkey F, all a bunch of F. The true outsider comes out of nowhere. He was laughed at. He's a joke. He's a clown. We can go on and on. And he won. So he it, it proves that you can be a true outsider. You don't have to. You don't have to lick the butts of people <laughs> trying to climb, climb climb up the career bureaucratic food chain. Uh, uh, and of course, when Trump got in there, of course he was surrounded by career bureaucrats, the deep state, career the military industrial, surrounded by all these all these people who 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 definitely who definitely knew that Trump was not going to play the status quo game. You know, and that's what you got to be in here. You get in there, I'm not here to, to play your game. I, I, I'm, the, I'm the captain of this ship. you just you just here for the ride. So, so the thing is, though, when he gets back in there in 2024, obviously he'll, he'll, he, he learned from his fourth first and what he was up against. He was up against a tsunami of incompetence. So when he gets back in the White House, at least he'll be a little more careful who he, who's on his staff. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. What's that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. No more pences. No, no more pences because be, you want people there that are going to solve the problem, not make more problems. Not A.G. Barr, not anybody no. like that. Christopher oh. Ray, FBI, oh. yeah. I mean, you can go on and on and on of these yep. people... I mean, we can. I mean, we can talk all night. And so, oh Lord, don't put that idiot in there. Oh, don't pick that moron. Oh, don't pick this loser. And and definitely don't pick that loser over there. I mean, oh, we could go on. I mean, hell, I'd take the job and just point it out to Trump. Don't no, don't don't hire that guy, Trump. He's Boy, an idiot. Aaron, and, I would and, and, I would put you out there so fast. I would have you be right there, standing next to him, whispering in his ear. Man, I'll be Trump's. I'll be Trump's hound dog, <laughs> sniffing him up and down. I thought, oh no, Trump! Like a hound dog sniffing him down. Oh, uh, Trump! No, uh, pass on this. Pass on this loser. I will you say, know, you so, know, Trump. Who mm-hmm. appoint, appoint whoever yeah. you want in your next administration, but yeah. you got to get through Aaron first. If Aaron yeah. says thumbs down, thumbs don't even down. think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and also, what do you think about this uh, uh, fine that Rudy, Rudy, the former uh, of New York, uh, 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 supposedly has to pay $148 million for the uh, election, uh, uh, deny the election in Georgia? What do you think about that, Matt? You know, I have to say, I was just, you know, I spent a week in Hawaii. I haven't read about it. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. The pillars of establishment power, you got to look at it through that framework. Mm-hmm. that they have got to go after the J6 people and make an example out of them in front mm-hmm. of the world and really go to town on them. they got to go to town on Rudy Giuliani big time, you know, make a real example out of him. 
in order to preserve establishment power. That's the framework that I put all of this into, but I have not gotten into the details of it, and so I think I might reserve commentary for tomorrow once I have a chance to look into it a bit more. What are, what are your thoughts about that, Aaron? Well, I really, I'm like you. I, I read a little bit about it, and, and, and of course, I was listening to a, I won't bring up the talk show host or the show, but I was listening uh, on the show this morning, and uh, from in the and it went from nine to twelve talking about the uh, alleged. Uh, do, uh, do you think Trump was robbed or not robbed uh, during the twenty twenty election? And of course, I think he was robbed. Now, do I have tangible evidence to prove that Trump, former President Trump, was robbed the election? No, but Trump. As long as Trump believes that he was robbed, I believe it's robbed, and I think they used them, and I and I, they were changing laws at the at these um, swing swing states. Uh, they were using the so-called pandemic, you know, COVID nineteen, uh, uh, as cover to to do what the, to do their dirty deeds to get Trump and get him out of, and, and and so he doesn't get another four years. And I mean. And uh, it's just very important because the pandemic, Matt, it was a scam. It was a total scam. And the only one who did, and, and the only one who didn't bite on the scam was the Sweden, the government of Sweden. They just treated well. COVID nineteen is just another. It's just a catching a bad cold, catching a flu, and we can go on and on and on. And they moved on, and they were right. The other countries buckled down. You had all these stupid lockdowns in California. We had them here. We had them across. The lockdowns were stupid. And, of course, the diabolical dumb donkeys were not held for, for that. They, they, they put them back in office. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Yep, I'll tell you what. And, uh, yeah, new respect for Scandinavia because they just essentially blew off the COVID-19. and for them. I think in Sweden they, they never did do the mask thing and the rest of it. Good for them. And if you look at their data in the aftermath, you know, they probably even did better than the other countries of the world that went into fascist lockdown mode and destroyed their economies and the rest of it. it. But, mm-hmm. but just you have to see that... that what they're trying to do with the J six business and the rest of they they have they're they're so they're they're clinging to power is so tenuous in so many ways. Oh yeah, and, and also maybe maybe also you know about the uh, so called climate crisis. You know, oh, yeah. uh, you know the uh, climate change, aka global warming, insanity. You know, trying to ban want to ban you know the combustible engine. You can't use that coal; it's evil. You can't use that fossil fuel. Oh no, that's evil. I mean, it. I mean, the insanity that's going on on planet Earth. But they've it's, see, it's they have to it's, the, it's the way establishment can rig an, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they can maneuver a lot of stuff. They they can't mm. quite, um, you know, they can't force you to have opinions about things, which mm-hmm. is why elections are always a, a risky endeavor for people in power because they worry they can never quite control your thoughts enough. You know, they can never quite count on you, Aaron, to follow their marching orders on who you're no supposed quite. to vote for, Right. But if they can, if they can get hold of you know some J Sixer, if they can get hold of a Rudy Giuliani, yeah. Oh, yeah. what they can do is make a big example out of them, oh, or yeah. they can go after anybody in Trump's cabinet who served with him and try to ruin their careers permanently in Washington D.C. so that they can try to prevent people from going in and working for him next time, if that makes sense. 
See, that there's some stuff they can control and some stuff they cannot control. And I need to look into, you know, the details of the Giuliani business yep. it, more Same so. But um, but that's 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 a big part of how people who are worried about their attachment to power and the things that they want to do to really rub it in and uh, and make their point of, you know, hey, you, you mess with us. This is what happens to you. OK, oh, no, but. No question about it. And like I said, when Trump gets back there in 24, obviously all illegal aliens, they got to go home. Got to find a way to get this country out of trains and trains and trains of debt. Got to cut, 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 cut. I don't care if you even got to go after that so-called safety net, uh, Social Security, Medicare. Cut, 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 cut. But anyway, Matt, I got to cut, cut, cut out of here. You have a good night. Aaron, you are amazing, and I want you... I want you and that next administration out there, okay? We're going we're gonna to find a way to make this happen. And so uh, all the best, sir. Thank you for touching base with us as ever. Aaron, the amazing guy. I've been listening to Aaron for many years, uh, talking to, uh, to other uh, hosts. Even I remember him calling Mike Rosen back in the day, I think, before I was even thinking about, you know, hanging out in the radio world at all. And thinking, man, who is that guy, Aaron? He's brilliant. At any rate, it's Matt Dunham for Randy Corcoran. And why don't we do the break? Should we do the break? Yeah, let's let's do the break. Lines are full, by the way, but we will we will work on that. If you could hang on for us, as Matt Dunham for Randy Corcoran on your local talk leader, Salem, Denver, seven ten K N U S. Welcome back to the Randy Corcoran program. Matt Dunn sitting in this evening. Off to the phone lines momentarily. Which side do you want to be on in all this? America first or America last? Or do you want to be on the side of, I don't know, kind of the, the people that are having more fun, enjoying life more, people that have a sense of humor? Or do you want to be on the side of, like, the pencil-neck propagandists, the mainstream media, the stiff, the uptight, the grim people always telling you what you have to think, always trying to put America last? This uh, MMA thing, the UFC 296 is tonight, and Colby Covington is going in trying to uh, take the title or defend his title and he's he's one of these big America first MAGA Trump supporters. He says Trump is his greatest role model. And he says he's going out there tonight. And uh, if he wins, if he wins tonight at UFC Ultimate Fighting, UFC 296, he's going to dedicate his title to Donald Trump. And Trump will put the belt on him if he wins. I guess Trump's going from New Hampshire out to where this UFC event tonight is. And here, here's what, let's hear Colby say it. Joe Rogan is hanging out there with him. Listen to this one. Give us your thoughts on what goes down tomorrow night. Las Vegas, Nevada, are you ready for the American Revolution? This fight tomorrow night is for all the men and women of law enforcement, all our troops, past and present, and it's for the whole entire MAGA movement. You can delay us, but you cannot deny us. Trump's taking back the White House, and I'm taking back the Holy Spirit tomorrow night. There you go. Colby Covington. Let's go. Colby Covington. That's Joe Rogan, you know. I mean, these are people who are, they're tough. They're fighters. They want to put this country first. And I don't know, would you rather be on the side of them 
and Donald Trump? Or would you rather be on the side of, you know, people like Adam Schiff out there, the pencil neck propaganda? Which, I mean, isn't that kind of a no-brainer? Isn't I mean, isn't that kind of an obvious thing? Shouldn't it be? I mean, do you want to be on the side of Jake Tapper, <laughs> Adam Schiff, Mark Elias? Oh, man. Who's having fun? You know, who's putting the country first? Who's, live, who's living their best lives? Or who are the people who are bitterly, tenuously clinging to power? Bitter clingers to power. They're all about their power and starting their wars and their wide open borders and destroying the United States of America and massacring our economy. I don't know. I mean, should I just rest my case on that? That's We'll keep an eye on if Colby Covington can win tonight. I've been looking, scrolling for updates. I don't know. I guess that's in Las Vegas, Nevada. And so Trump will fly from New Hampshire to Las Vegas, probably already in transit. We'll see what happens tonight. Of course, it wouldn't be too cool if Colby went out there and lost. (laughs) Don't do that, Colby. You You got to win this one. Find a way. At any rate, let's be saying hey, and we got Brian in Arvada next up, and howdy, Brian. Welcome. Mr. Dunn, still traveling around, having all sorts of fun. I'm stuck in this little apartment. What's going on? Well, yeah, just got back, flew in on the red eye, and it's, you know, I'm not thinking too many consecutive thoughts here this evening, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I now, a, how long you got to sit on that goddamn plane? I, I can't sit in the seat more than four or five hours before I start getting, you know, a little antsy and whatnot. How long is it from no, here I think to Hawaii? We, we had an eight-hour deal. We had a little delay sitting there in Maui. And you know what? I had the uh, privilege of sitting in a seat that you cannot recline. And so, you know, my I had to sit. So you are t- that for eight hours and in a seat you couldn't recline? I had to dreaming sit. Dreaming about your, you know, your next stop or well, what's going I, I, on? I'm sitting there absolutely vertical for eight hours. And, oh, my uh, God. That was, that was, you know, I but, hey, no complaints. You know, I'm the stoic Marcus Aurelius follower. Well, next time you know, no you'd compl- be a little more patient and you take a boat. And then you could be a little more patient, but you can wander around, maybe throw a penny in a, you know, a machine over there and gamble a little bit or whatever. You can paddle Instead out there. Instead of getting on a flight, sitting vertical for 10 hours straight. I mean, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, well, you know, I found it, like, hard to sleep. And then with my two-year-old sitting right between my wife and I, and he oh, he, he um hollered here and there, shall we say. he He made... A few people's flight less happy than it could have been. And uh, so, you know, I had him sitting in my lap for a while, take, take him out. We had this little contraption, this little baby seat. We put him in on the airplane. And so he sat with me, and I had to sit vertical. And it was it was awkward, but not complaining. Not, I mean, these are like, you know, hey, you well, get to go on vacation. Complaining. You might not be complaining, but the poor kid, he's like, Jesus Christ, it's been like for eternity. Yeah, he, he, was, him, not, he was not digging the flight, I have to admit. But, uh, yeah. but Brian, what are you seeing politically? Did you have any specific item on your list this evening? Oh, Nikki Haley. Nikki, Jesus neocon Christ. Nikki. Christ, how did we even get involved with her nonsense? Yeah. Uh, she makes no sense, actually. You and don't want her, her as Every VP? Every call I hear that comes in the radio, it's like, no. And, and, and you know what? 
Randy, I know you're not in tonight, but I know you've been to Mar-a-Lago. You tell Trump we want Nikki nowhere, anywhere. She's not UN. She ain't VP. She's nothing. She's gone. She don't belong there. Yeah, not a big fan of Nikki. Actually, nobody likes Nikki. I mean, maybe like two people do, whereas nobody likes Chris Christie. But I think maybe one or two people like Nikki Haley, and those are people who want the uh, everlasting forever wars and the rest of well, it. Well, they're the global elitists. They're yeah. the ones that, you know, are able to profit. Good you look at Nikki, she just got dollar signs flashing in her head. I mean, she literally went from Trump said, okay, I guess Nikki can be you an ambassador or whatever. And then she took that right away. She started to be uh, dealing in arms, and now now she's all for wars, and we're all going, oh, but Nikki, she's so great. No, she's an idiot, and we don't need her. Well, the establishment is really pushing this trial balloon. You know, see, they got Pence in there. They got the millstone around Trump for his first term, and Pence was always there to undermine and get rid of General Flynn and then do the backstab on, you know, the election and so forth. So, uh... They want Haley in there. And I just kind of wonder if the donors are saying the frustrated rhino globalist corporate donors who don't have any leverage over Trump. You know, they've been trying to get it. They don't have any. But they're saying, you take Nikki in there and then maybe we'll go a little easier on you, Trump. And that's where Trump says, well, yeah, me, buzz let me, off. Let me sum yeah. it up and prove your case, okay? When Van Jones, okay, crybaby Van Jones who would sell his own mother for a nickel, is on CNN crying, saying, well, she's Wonder Woman. Hey, there's a warning sign, guys. Nikki's no good. We're done with her. We're moving forward. Well, also, Fox News, after giving up on DeSantis, is now busily promoting Nikki Haley, and they're the ones who you know despised Trump and fired Tucker Carlson, and uh, that's another... Red flag well, you know, that alert. Was funny. That's funny you should actually mention that because that actually came up in the debate. And then uh, old Nikki there, she thought she'd be a real wisecrack. She goes, hey, you're just jealous because all the globalists and the elitists are giving me the money now. They're done with you. <laughs> I mean, it was so stupid in your face. It's right in your face stupid. Yeah, well. That's um, what it is. You either see it or you don't, I guess. But, you know, she's she's a non-starter, obviously, as VP for Trump. But if you're Trump, how do you handle this? Um, do you do you come out and just say, no way in hell? Or do you come out and say, well, I doubt it, uh, which is what he's been saying. I, well, I don't think so. we can't be a misogynist. You know, we can't be a misogynist. <laughs> well. So I guess you let other people do the work for you. So I don't know. he's very gently sort of brushing this one off. But he's yeah. not outright condemning the possibility. And that that's I, I do find that interesting. You know, deep down, there's no way. And Trump would have absolutely zero chance of letting her anywhere near. And I've had, I can't tell you how many texts the studio tonight saying, no way, no way, Nikki, ever. Well, there's been period. some people pushing but, for, you know, hey, if Nikki's the VP, then we'll get the middle and everything else. No, these people are nut jobs. Okay, we're, we're going to stick with the smart people. We don't want her anywhere near any of us. Yep, you don't negotiate with terrorists, Period. which is, uh, and like I've been saying, 
Trump would need a battalion of food tasters around him in the White House if Nikki was the VP, because, I mean, that would be, ooh, they would be wanting to get rid of Trump quite quickly. And that's what that pollster Richard Barris is saying, that uh, if you want to see Trump get immediately assassinated, have Nikki Haley be the VP. And uh, yeah, that's a very harsh way to say it, but, but you got to think about these things, right? Nikki can't be polling what they say she's polling because I listen to local radio stations, and even when the host tries to push Nikki a little bit, everybody calls in and just goes, no, we hate Nikki. We're done with Nikki. Anybody, we want nothing to do with yeah, Nikki. The people who, you know, the elites who listen to talk radio and who follow the issues and who understand what's going on, no way on Nikki. But the people who are... You know, there might be some Republican voters out there who don't really follow stuff and they get a lot of their news from CNN and places like that. And they don't understand how corrupt Fox News has become. They might be open to the Nikki thing. And that's what the establishment is counting on. That's what they're trying to present her as. But uh, no, 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 no. If you have an ounce of smarts in your head, you've already figured out Nikki. Hey, what do you think about that Durbin guy? He don't want to bring up, uh, you know, a subpoena for all them little perverts that were flying on Epstein's jet. I mean, yeah, it's, Durbin he's blocked been that. called out like three weeks in a row. Yeah. That used to be a top priority of Americans. Yeah. Whether you were incarcerated or free, no. Molesters, you were like, no, we got to find out who they are. We'll figure it all out. The guest now list. it's just like a, a secondary Yeah, thought. the flight list for uh, going to Epstein Island is a uh, deep state secret. That is a very tightly guarded deal there. And we all understand what that is. I mean, that's a uh, that's a intelligence agency blackmail operation where they try to get very rich, very powerful people in compromising positions and be able to control them forevermore. And uh, it turns out, to do because turns when out, you got all the money in the world, then that's all you're looking for well, that's, is see, that's, you know, things that other people can't have. That's power. So the, they, got the, your, they got your dead to right. Well, the currency is, is power. The currency is blackmail. And um, so A.G. Barr rolled over on that. Oh, I guess the camera wasn't working in the prison that night when Epstein yeah. ended up deceased. But, you know, people just understand that. And so that's that's the game. And uh, RFK Jr. Waking up, you know what? You know what? You know what, Mister Dunn, Doctor Dunn. Yes, sir. Call you tonight. Uh, Only this once. You know what? People are actually waking up. They're actually waking up. They're starting to see the truth a little bit. So maybe with a thrown stone in hell, we'll be able to pull this off. I don't know. Oh, I I think we will. And just just factor this one in, Brian. That RFK Jr. According to what I was reading was on the Epstein flight log twice. And uh, he came out and uh, mentioned that two times RFK Jr. So, oh, oh, that's not no. great. So, Well, um, he was just hitching a ride. I mean, he was going on vacation. He had no idea. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, it tells you a lot about the way politics works when you understand that was and how A.G. Barr rolled on it and how you still, you know, you have senators like Durbin go out there and try to block that from ever becoming public well but, i mean there's only so long he can hold off he's gonna have to come up with some kind of excuse like i don't know what excuse you even come up with but you know when you're protecting child molesters and stuff i guess you got to come up with something yeah 
Well, Evidently, uh, you know, his uh, his uh, handlers there haven't been able to figure it out either. Well, you know, just that's that's a deal, and that's that's all you need to know about the deep state and how they operate is that deal. And Brian, let me say thank you as they stack up behind you. All the best, my good man. Stay close, sir. Let's say hey to David in Parker. Welcome, David. Hey, thanks, Matt. Uh, you know, I'd like to say that I appreciate you. You were one of the first people to start using the word Marxist to identify our enemies. And it drives me nuts that these talk show hosts, especially my my beloved uh, Prager, you know, when you say left, it's ambiguous. It doesn't, it doesn't bring up thoughts of uh, Stalin or, uh, you know, Mao or their, their atrocities. You have to use the word Marxist to identify our enemies. Well, I and use it, the term gulag all the time. And yeah. uh, that's from having read the Gulag Archipelago of Solzhenitsyn. You know, I first think I read that when I was in high school, which really cemented my perceptions of the Soviet Union and Stalin and how they deal with dissent or threats to the regime, how they did back in the Soviet era. And I, I, I see too many parallels with how we are here in this country now. And if you look at the, the agenda of the ruling class and of the people who are on top, um, you know, why would you say Marxism? I mean, if you, if you look at the, the, net, the net input of what they're trying to do politically and culturally and socially, it seems like they're kind of all into that. But they don't come out there and say it, Right. But the whole social justice movement, I think there's an awful lot of overlap between that and Marxism, as a lot of commentators have said. It's not especially original, but I do think we need to keep an awareness of what the gulag means and what people like Stalin did with opponents of the regime. And, um, you know, you start thinking about the J6ers and even like a Rudy Giuliani, who I need to look into that case in more detail before I opine too much on it. Um, and yep. their their attempts to censor voices, I mean, the censorship in social media and the rest of the media. I mean that that's straight out of the gulag, man. Well, and arrest the, Trump the, and convict that, Trump and mugshot me, Trump and raid Mar-a-Lago. That's KGB stuff, man. Right. Show me the man. I'll show you the crime. Lavrenti Beria, who was uh, yep. Stalin's hangman, right? Yep. But you know, you know. One thing I was thinking, David, is these people in power, they really want power. I think deep down it's a, it's a power impulse that they have, okay? But, yeah. um, but that's, that's kind of a human nature thing. I think that, that kind of applies to human nature in general, unless it is civilized and tempered out of people and restrained in a way that allows civilization to flourish, right? And, but, and that's um, what the but, but it's it's failing us because it's being weakened. Well, but on this point about power, is that you you still need to have a an ideology or a rationale or a, a way in your own mind to justify your impulse for power, your raw, crude, naked impulse for just more power. And to me, that that is where the Marxism comes in is that I, I do think a lot of these folks behind the scenes, and of course, uh, John Brennan voted for Gus Hall 
the communist president for the United States in 1976, and he was uh, Barack Obama's director of the CIA, right? Um, right. But, uh, you know, these, these people, uh, they need some way to disguise in their own minds their lust for power and put an ideological attachment to it, which I think Marxism really excels at. It's to make your lust for power seem like this noble thing in which you really are trying to help your fellow man and try to help your civilization and your cause. And Marxism, of course, is the opposite of all of those noble things. It ends up becoming just a naked, <laughs> naked uh, power play. Um, but yet it can make people like hang together and cohere and um, work as a tribe in a unit together and maybe feel feel like, at least in their own minds, that they're doing the right thing by the world. I don't know. Do you ever think about that, David? You know what I'd, I'd like your opinion on is why we haven't seen George Soros come before the the House. Or has he? Um, I guess I, I don't know, and I don't know what what he would be he would be brought in for before the house um obviously you know elon musk thinks he's a hater of humanity did a segment on that a while back and his money seems to be extraordinarily destructive to civilizational uh goals and aims to lead a good life right um he's just pouring acid on western culture and civilization and in particular america every with every million dollars he throws in. He was behind this effort to get Trump off the ballot in Colorado. Apparently there's like six states that have, have blown that one back. But, yeah, you uh, can't even say him on Fox News. Yeah, remember that? There was, uh, was it Newt Gingrich criticized Soros on Fox News and that he was yeah. told you can't do that, that they didn't have Newt back on Fox for a long time after that? It's weird. It's weird, man. It's not weird. It's part of their plan. It's the 100-year plan. To destroy this country, and they're they're in the last uh, twenty five years. So we got to stand up, be counted, and do what we have to do to turn this this horrible, horrible fate around. Yes, we do. And to my, I mean, I just can't think of some anything more practical or with more potential than to get MAGA going to get Trump back in there. Did you see any other alternate solutions? No, no. There, there is no one else. Yep. And I, I truly believe, as, as a Christian, a studied Christian, that this man is anointed, and they will never get anything on him. And hopefully he'll go right back into the White House. God, from my mouth to God's ears. Oh, right on, David. And yeah, prayers up for all of that and for Trump's personal safety. It's always dangerous taking on these people. I'll tell you that. Where, where is your practice at? Um, oh, I'm in Centennial. Centennial. Oh. Yes. Well, you're not. That's right. Yeah, and I, I try to mention that once in a while because I just started a new thing, but my new dental practice is in Centennial. 303-225-7575 is the phone number. Working with some great colleagues I've known for a long time. And it's, yeah, uh, it. it's a wonderful place if I do offer my biased opinion <laughs> on that. Well, but, we uh, appreciate it. Oh, you bet, you David. It. And let me just say, yep. great, great points, David and Parker. And uh, check in again if you, if you ever get a window. Appreciate sure. it. All the best to you, sir. It's Matt Dunn. I'm in for Randy Corcoran. Let's uh, take a break and be right back.
Welcome back. It's the Randy Corcoran program. Host Matt Don in here, fresh off of a red eye flight from the islands, man. And I am, uh, I am, yeah, I'm holding it together pretty well with the help of a little uh, coffee plus green tea. It's one of those coffee and green tea nights. But I always say the best shows come when you uh, when you're just letting things flow. Wonderful point there from David in Parker Caller about, uh, you know, calling out Marxism, calling out Marxism, okay? The media doesn't use the term. And, uh, you know, the term Marxism, aside from a few um, academic circles, professorial circles, is discredited, okay? Even, I think, even Putin wouldn't even use the term Marxism. They've, they've kind of outgrown that. And the Leninist, Stalinist, Lavrenti, Beria legacy of the gulag. The term Marxism translates directly to the gulag. Your political enemies are out there in a gulag, in prison, slave labor. And the ones who are not in the gulag are out there in the wider society in the Soviet Union. We're essentially in a gulag as well, because the whole country became a gulag, unless you were in the vanguard, the elite, the ruling class. I do not like seeing that same kind of thing happening here, and that motivates me to comment on these kinds of issues and motivates me to go sit behind a microphone and just try to share, you know, somebody who's been following politics in deep detail since I was like in seventh grade. You know, one of those nerds. That's me. <laughs> That's, you know, the nerd who would sit around reading William F. Buckley's National Review as a kid and, you know, not watch the Brady Bunch or whatever I was supposed to be doing, you know. And so, you know, you just keep at it. Donald Trump, New Hampshire today, called out Marxism on university faculties. And what if this is kind of the ideal time to bring this clip in? Let's hear what Trump packed house crowd in New Hampshire. Should I say New Hampshire or New Hampshire? Probably New Hampshire. By the way, I had a very helpful text to studio to say it's not Mark Elias, the uh, longtime attorney for the corrupt regime. It's Mark Elias. L-I-E, the middle name there. Anyway, here's Trump. In New Hampshire, taking on the faculty Marxists. We're also going to stand up to the radical left, communists, Marxists, fascists, and frauds who have taken over our universities. They've taken over our universities. You saw that this week. They've destroyed the reputations of once highly respected schools like Harvard, MIT, Columbia, Stanford, University of Pennsylvania, the great Wharton School of Finance. It's so sad to see it all happening. And others indoctrinated our youth and brought censorship and anti-Semitism to our campuses. Under the Trump administration, if universities discriminate against conservatives, Christians, Jews, if they attack free speech, we're going to take away their tax advantages and grants. We're going to take away their endowments, and they will pay us billions and billions of dollars for the terror they have unleashed into our once great country. And by the you know, that's taking it head on there, folks. That's Trump just going right in their faces. 
And boy, that's something that is so refreshing and you have to respect so much about Donald Trump. I mean, where, you know, you can't say anything about George Soros, right? And Fox News won't let you be critical of George Soros. And Trump was out there a month or two ago referring to Soros's son as a degenerate. <laughs> you know, fearless. I mean, he just gets right in their faces and says what he thinks. Okay. And they don't like that. So they're trying to convict him. They're trying to arrest him. They've mugshotted him. They've lied about him, hoaxed about him for years. They're doing everything they can. But guess what? They're kind of facing a checkmate scenario with Trump so far ahead in all the polls. He's never been further ahead in the real clear politics, political average. Trump is ahead in the seven swing states, Arizona, Trump plus four, Georgia, Trump plus six, Michigan, Trump plus four, Nevada, Trump plus three, North Carolina, Trump plus nine, Pennsylvania, Trump plus two, Wisconsin, Trump plus four in the Bloomberg slash MC poll of Trump-Biden matchups in swing states. It's just... See, if you're a Marxist... You know, you can't come out and publicly say, yeah, 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 I'm a Marxist. And I'm, you know, and if you want the wide open border, you can't come out and say, oh, I want the wide open border. Or you can't come out and say, you know, I want China to make everything for us on trade. The people that are in power, they have bad conscience about it, at least in terms of the public. They can't come out and say what their real agenda is. They're always having to hide it and conceal it and keep it from you. And they can only do that so long as they have a propaganda press out there propping them up all the time and, you know, trying to control the message and the meme and the narrative and the rest of it. But you need people who will call out what it is. And the people who, again, want power, I mean, the best advertisement you can possibly come up with to put uh, power in the hands of a small few in the hands of a vanguard, they use the term vanguard, the hands of the ruling class, is to use Marxism to sell it on the masses to get the masses to think that, oh, if I vote for that Marxist, he's going to take away all that stuff from that rich guy and give some of it to me. Does that make sense? They're going to level the playing field, level it out. Always fails, does not work that way, and of course only empowers that handful of people who were tied into the upper echelons of government. You have to understand the Soviet history, and it's not, it's not just them. It's everywhere else it has been tried, folks. But one of the things I would submit about uh, human psychology and human nature is the way, the way people can deceive themselves. You know, people always like to tell themselves things about themselves, and people always want to have a good opinion of themselves. They want to think that they're doing the right thing and they're doing the good things and the reason why they get up in the morning is because they are doing the good things. Like the people that go lie in the media every day around the clock, they think that they are probably doing the right thing because they, they want the ruling class in power and they want the Marxists in power and they think that somehow that's helping the masses. Of course, objectively, it's not. It's a massacre on this society and this civilization. It's destroying the place, of course. But you can't just, you know, be a human and say, well, I want more power and I'm just going to go get more power. You can't tell yourself that. You have to, you have to submit something to your – you have to, like, lie to yourself and say, oh, you see, I'm doing this for Marxism. I'm doing this for social justice. I'm doing this to tear down those corrupt rich people 
And by the way, it's the corrupt rich people who are all in favor of this Marxism con job on the masses. Does that make sense? They're the ones who are behind it. They're the ones who are benefiting from it. They're the ones who are selling it. But again, you, you, you don't want to sit around just thinking of yourself as a power monger. You know, it's all you care about is your own personal power, your own person. No, you must have some noble cause. You must have some raison d'etre. You must have some reason to be doing what you are doing. And Marxism, in my opinion, really provides that exceptionally well. It makes you think, you know, you are advancing the cause of humanity and you are, you know, raining thunder on the bad people and the corruption out there and human nature is perfectible and we can all be human angels at some point in time under the Marxist regime. And that's what the Karl Marx philosophy has been. An amazingly tragic, bloody and horrible mistake, the Marxist philosophy along with a bunch of others, you read Thomas Sowell and all that, and go, make sure you know your Solzhenitsyn and what life was like in the gulag and how you ended up in one, right? At any rate, uh, that's, uh, I, I can do more, more essays on that as time goes on, but um, that's actually a very big deal. They won't admit they're Marxists, but there's Trump calling them out, <laughs> calling them out. And I, yes, in my college days, I had many a Marxist professor and I read my Karl Marx. I've, I've been there. I've studied it. Matt Dunn, be right back. Oh, I still have 10 seconds. Yeah, Matt Dunn, I'm in for Randy Corcoran. I'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 